Yo, what's good? Yo, what's up? So, I um, finally peeped the last two parts of that uh, R. Kelly, and I'd like to retract my statements that I said on the previous <laughs> podcast because wow. Wow, my God, this straight? guy is a is evil. Yo. He's an evil dude. So um, everything I wow. said about listening to him and his music, like I, I saw the last two episodes, I saw the scene where um, one of the victims is the appropriate word, definitely, um, meets up with her mom, who's been trying to track her down forever. And she opens the door. She sees her mom, whom she hasn't seen in, in forever. And the look of fear on this girl's eyes, knowing that R. Kelly might find out that she's seeing her mom behind his back. Like, it was it was crazy. The girl was terrified. Um, they ended up pulling her out. And then they went on to tell all of the uh, victims' recounts and how he was beating up on one of them and all the sex stuff. And it's it's crazy. So now I honestly think that if I were to listen to the songs that I really did like, Stepping on the Name of Love, um, Chocolate Factory, I'd probably feel guilty or a part of the problem. So I really do think, honest to God, like he uh, he's off my playlist. And I didn't think that documentary could do that, but it definitely did. So, you know, fuck you, R. Kelly. <laughs> You're gross. You're nasty. Um, and that's it. All right. Uh... I'm just going to leave that one there. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. So uh, you you had a little bit of you had a little bit of things to get out of your system about the aura. Uh, yeah, it had an awakening, if you will. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you were able to repent. I don't know. Is that the right word? <laughs> um, we'll use it. We'll go along with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so okay. So you're not gonna listen to 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 the aura anymore. But next time you're at the family cookout and step in the name of love, come on. What do you do? So. If it came on naturally on the radio or something, I mean, I'm not going to turn it off, but I do believe that it won't come on the radio anymore. I think it's that um, well-known and um, obvious to people. Like, this documentary really is making waves. I went to work, and people I didn't even think listen to R. Kelly were talking about it. Will, um, your, grandmother, will your grandmother still listen to it? I think my grandmother would. I think right. my grandmother would. You know what? I heard all this crazy stuff. Again, like, you go back, I heard stories about singers back from her era who were doing some crazy stuff too uh i don't think it's going to change her opinion but it definitely changed my opinion i'd right. feel guilty like i said listening to it well you got that you got that cleansing uh that cleansing yeah. moment thanks to lifetime was that the is that the first time you watched lifetime as a network um i think they had some crime show that i used to watch i love uh crime shows and snapped that was the name of the show i do watch snapped what is that? Is that like when somebody like snaps and kills people? Basically. All right. <laughs> that's, that's a good power job. Of the, yeah. Power of deduction right there. Very, very proud of myself. <sighs> yeah, man. I, I, I got to admit, though, um, still haven't watched the R. Kelly documentary. You got to Don't see plan it. on watching you gotta it. You got to see it. it Honestly, I think, I think I know everything I need to know. Nah, there's more. I thought I did, and there's more. And I it's funny because I keep on pressuring this girl at work to listen to it me, watch whoa, it. whoa 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 nah. <laughs> let's not pressure <laughs> have you learned nothing from nah. the R. kelly documentary let's use nah. a different choice of words there my friend so i keep telling her like you need to see this documentary and she keeps saying no because if i do watch it i'm just going to stop listening to his music and i'm like that's exactly why you need to see it but you really that's do that's the point so um uh, i'm working on her we'll see all right so have we have we dedicated enough of our mind share to R. Kelly. Should we, oh, no, should we're we, done now. We're done now. We're, we're officially closing off the R. Kelly chapter. Yeah. I right. Wow. Survived. I mean... We survived. Ever since 1993 to, to 2019. Yeah. We are closing the R. Kelly chapter. Indeed. But you did, you, did, you did pose an interesting question that if a documentary ever came out about Michael Jackson... Yes. 
what would what would you do? What would the people do? And that's the thing. Like R. Kelly, yeah, obviously, so he was people a been out. People yeah. be been out for Michael for for, for decades, though, man. Yeah, that's true. Like, honestly, like, uh, so he's he's probably in some. I'm not. I'm not a licensed therapist. I just go to one. Um, but he's probably got some suspended adolescence stuff going on. And of course, same thing with like R. Kelly, right? Is like. You don't really know. It's like, what do they say? When you're traumatized, you like kind of get stuck at that age. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the trauma happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Michael Jackson probably hanging out with kids, not knowing where boundaries are. Probably, you know, not saying he did anything wrong, but it probably, you know, it, it ain't looking good, Mike. Um, or it, 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 not that it's not looking good, you did something wrong, but it's just like, as an adult, we expect adults to know boundaries because children don't. So, it's true. yeah. And a documentary came out. Nobody's had the childhood that. Well, I can't really say that. He has a unique I mean, childhood. I'll put it. I mean, in. all his siblings have the same childhood. Actually, no, because they wasn't no, the star. It was, it was different. It was not the star. It was different. Yeah, Tito. Tito didn't have the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Why does everyone always hate on Tito? Because his name is Tito. The... <laughs> is that his actual? Is that his God-given name? I is, honestly have is no Tito idea. short for something? We need to. Yeah, inquiring minds need to know. Like, we need is fact Tito? Check. I'm going to look like, that up I, right now. I feel bad for people whose real names sound like nicknames. Like, <laughs> like Tito. Like Tito. Like, it sounds like a nickname, but if that's your God-given government, man, that's, that's like your parents just did not set you up for success. Ah, uh, it is not. So his name is Toriano Tito Daryl Jackson. So I think Tito might have been the best... Uh... <laughs> were they, did they just have like a Latin dictionary and start making stuff up? <laughs> Toriano, Adriano, Tito. You get Toriano and then you get Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Some plain you Michael, they're like, ah, this is tiring, yeah. We got too many vowels, too many accent marks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you did you like your name growing up or did you want to change your name? Um. Honestly, my name felt like too many syllables. Uh, and my mom actually told me later in life that... Your name is, is three syllables. That's too many? Three. Most people have two. Uh, have a little more. But it's kind of annoying to say my full name. And then people pronounce it the wrong way. They Obviously, they misspell it. You already know that. That's um, true. My That's mom told true. me that she intended on calling me Christopher... Ooh. And then she decided against it. I'm not mad at Christopher. I, I could be I would, Chris. I don't know if I'd be friends with you if your name was Christopher. Nah, I'd be Chris. I'd be Chris. Nah, I got some. I got some bad Chris's in my in my uh, past. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't. We would not be doing this podcast. We definitely would not have been friends in high school if your name was Chris. Names names do a lot. Yeah, man. Well, I I, I give my parents props for giving me the whitest name possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I sound like a law firm or a rich kid from Greenwich, Connecticut. But I'm pretty sure it's gotten me some jobs. So thanks. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So again, my name is generic too, just spelled in a weird way. But I definitely think that got my foot in the door for a couple oh, yeah. of things. I oh, heard my uh, foot analogy. I did it right this time. Yeah. That's not a problem, but I worked on it. I that's true. Congratulations. Congratulations. You can speak English. Um, nah, the, uh, yeah, that was a little mean. I'm sorry, man. It's been, it's been a long weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, I've definitely had people react to me in person when they realize that I'm the person behind my name. Oh yeah, yeah, because they didn't read the resume hard enough and gotcha. saw like the ethnic stuff. <laughs> yeah, the like clear ethnic stuff at the bottom. Mm. But uh, it's just like, yo, you went to that school, you got that name. Oh, you got that GPA. Oh yeah, and then I show up, they're like looking behind me. I'm like, nah, nah, it's me. Gotcha, it's me. <laughs> what you gonna do now? <laughs> Nah, but it's like I'm. I, I always used to joke, right? Like I'm the safe minority mm-hmm. because, like, I got the name that doesn't sound ethnic. Yeah, I've got like the resume or whatever that you know could compete with whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but on paper and in the in the company pictures, it looks like you're a very diverse place. <laughs> so yeah, it's like it's like Jackie Robinson was not the best baseball player in the Negro Leagues, but he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Definitely. So it's not like y'all is just taking <laughs> some scrub, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, that's that's the way diversity starts. It's like you take the best and then then you, you try and give yourself props. I'm like whatever. 
congratulate yourself. Congratulate yourself. Yeah. Speaking of right. congratulating, this is a good segue. Donald Trump, you heard about that uh that hamburger <laughs> banquet, that feast for the football players? What an idiot. <laughs> Why is yeah, he so- Okay. I mean, it's just the same way we closed the R. Kelly chapter. I don't even want to open the, the Donald Trump chapter. No, but you gotta open it just a little, just curse him out and call him stupid and then close the door. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, like, right? We grew up in New York where like he was just a joke. Like, but you know no what? one took him seriously. Like, he was in, like, the New York Post. First of all, if you're on the front page of the New York Post, your life's not going well. New York Post is, like, the worst. Trash. Trash paper. Trash. I mean, they used to always get on Michael, Jacko, or whatever. Um, so, dude was a joke. Even rich people in New York don't like him. Because he, he's not, like, rich people. Like, he's not, like, rich with class. <laughs> so, not, like, not. New, New York rich people hated him. Yeah. He's like a skeezy real estate developer. His dad was a skeezy real estate developer. Yeah, you know what's mad funny? Dude is like trying to shut down the government. His family built an empire on Section 8 housing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> on, like, yeah. on like government housing, right? He's like, what the hell, dude? Um, um, he's interesting in the sense that I was watching like an old and living color episode a while back. And even in the 90s, whenever you wanted to signify somebody being rich, you said Trump. So for the last 20, even in the 80s, I would say 30 years, um, he's just implanted himself next to the word rich. And 30 years later, that inception worked because when he ran for office, people were like, oh, he's a businessman. He makes money and da 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 da. He's been broke forever. Yeah. He that's just what like they... planted that idea into people's heads for so long. Yeah, and the person we should really blame, there was that article in uh in the New Yorker. Yeah, that's right. Black man just said he reads the New Yorker and what? Um, <laughs> um that was like the dude who did the apprentice. It was like they basically helped perpetuate this myth. They're yeah. like, yeah, his business yeah. was failing. Yeah. And like he was an idiot. They used to have to edit the show to make it make sense. Yeah. But the way they see this is this is why you can't trust anything. They edit it in a way that like yeah, he is like he is a loser's fantasy. He is not that smart, not that attractive, mm-hmm. but has like gotten these like very attractive women to procreate with him some kind of way. Uh, he has how about that. Okay. Continue. Well, Continue. <laughs> he has gotten other human beings to procreate with him. There you go. Um he has put his name on stuff and he has given off the air of wealth. Fake it to you. And like, if you, no offense, but if you are a loser, that is your dream. Yeah. Everything he is, is what you would ascribe to. And, you know, it's like, what was that crappy show when we was kids? Like, Saws of Rich and Famous? Yes, yes. And it was like, it's like, and the helicopter pad, and I was like, who cares, V? Like, but like, the fact that you used to put that shit on all the time, it was like, yo... You ain't coming close to that, B. Well, here's a fun fact. The host of that show, Robin Leach, used to be homeless. So everything's a false reality when you think about it. <laughs> so so every so Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was snap was Instagram in the nineteen eighties. Definitely. That is my And Cribs. Yeah, yeah. No, Cribs was like I don't know. Cribs had like the Red Man episode. So I mean Oh shoot, Robin deep. Leach died, yeah. I didn't know that. R.I.P. I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> but R.I.P. Sorry about that. My bad. Why we R.I.P. at him? Why? Uh, he was funny. I mean, respect the dead, but I mean, like... But to go back to your original question, the most egregious thing about that whole banquet was that you cannot keep fast food warm for that long, B. But also, these are athletes. These are, like, at the peak of their <laughs> fitness... They just want a championship, and you're like, oh, this is good American food, some burgers and fries. And then he had to put it out there that he was the one that paid for it. Like, Yo, he just, but his ego have won't you had You have had cold McDonald's fries. That is not a delicacy. That shit is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So you think, well, you, you know, even if you microwave them, like, yo, like, give me, a, you giving me a cold quarter pounder with cheese and, like, a little cup of fries. You saw that shit? They poured the fries into, like, little presidential paper cup oh, no, I missed that. <laughs> so it's like you got a ration of fries yeah this is like this is like the mcdonald's birthday party when you was a kid and you didn't get the whole happy meal yeah. <laughs> they just came out with like a tray of fries and like a couple cheeseburgers and then if it was the one in the hood they was cutting those cheeseburgers in half <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, and the one in the hood didn't have the ball pit. Yo, McDonald's birthday sucked as a kid. What was your most memorable birthday as a child? Wow. Um, I honestly don't remember any birthdays. That were they, were they the worst days? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I was going to go with you on that. And I was like, nah, let's, let's let that die. Um, nah, I can't remember any birthday parties. And I <laughs> feel like... Me out there. <laughs> I feel like... Um, yeah, I really can't. Nothing stands out. I do remember McDonald's birthday parties. I remember going to Prospect Park for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Birthdays aren't really my uh, favorite things. Yeah. I uh, I try to avoid birthdays. It's I, not uh, even a, like getting older thing. It's just weird to, to celebrate being born. You didn't do anything. You just kind of like let gravity do everything. And you just kind of fell out. It could have been any day. So I don't get the point of people celebrating it. But... That's me. That's wow. For a father, that's a really. Uh, oh, no, I'll do it. For, of course, I'll do it for him. He's my son. Yeah, I'm going to be excited about that. But for me, it was just weird. And I don't get the people who um who do like birthday weeks and then they plan their own birthday parties or they plan their own surprise birthday parties. And want to be- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. People yes. plan their own surprise yes. birthday parties? Yes. yes. Who are these people? These are people you don't want to know. So the less you ask, the better. But they do exist. They are out there. Well, wait. Do they. Do they act surprised? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Yes. These are these are your people. I yeah, I need I need receipts. I don't understand this. I don't believe this. I, I can't name names, but I'll name names later. Seriously? You wow. Do I know any of these people? No, 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 no. You don't know people. Okay. Because if I knew any of these people, wow. <laughs> Every now and then, my like uh, <laughs> my bar for the human race <laughs> just keeps getting lowered. People are weird, man. Yeah, they show it every day. Um, I had something to ask you about. Oh, did you see the um, Blackish episode about colorism? It was pretty good. No, nah, I don't really, I don't really watch TV. You know this. Yeah, that's right. So they had yeah. that episode about, um, you know, light skinned black people, dark skinned black people, and the yeah. Where where are we right now? I feel like every few years, it's like goes the the pendulum swings like. At one point, like being light skin was in, and then at one point being dark skin was like cool. Like, where are we right now? I think now we're in a mixed bag, but definitely in the eighties, nineties. I mean, up until eighties and nineties, I should say, it was all about uh, light skin black people, and then it became that light skin black people were like fake and they weren't really black, and then it became mm-hmm. dark skin. But the cool thing about the episode was it addressed all that stuff. So you look at any black show prior to that, and I think they've always made comments like, oh, you're the light-skinned girl, or you know, mm-hmm. little side comments they never really addressed. This one, they attacked it because everybody in the family is a different shade, and um, they talked to the grandmother about how she used to get treated differently because she was um, dark complexion. They talked to the son and how the dad would think that the sun is weak because of his complexion, but it was a really good episode to put everything out there. I didn't know that people didn't like that show. I assumed everybody liked that show because I think it's a really good show, but I know a lot of people who don't think it represents a black family, so they hate on the show and they say... Why doesn't it represent a black family? Because they're like successful and they have deep conversations? I think that's what it is, and I think it's a younger audience who doesn't want to be reminded of racial topics they're in this sort of realm where they haven't experienced enough, so they don't really think that they experience it, or they haven't realized that yet. So they're like, why are they talking about this all the time? It's the same way how um, people say, I don't want to see slave movies in 2018, which I understand to a point. They don't want to get something thrown into their face that they don't really identify with. Yeah, but like the more you ignore something happened. Then it happens <laughs> again. That's what happens when you ignore it. And also it's like you start to like, uh, whitewash and like just dilute the fact that like this shit had an effect. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like you go to the doctor. It's like I don't want to talk about the disease I had. Yeah, let's just talk about the health we I'm at right now. It's like, yo, you had cancer. B. <laughs> it's like that's affecting your health. Speaking of, I don't want to talk about that no more. Whitewashing. Uh, there was an article just yesterday, I think, about how um it was on BBC's website. How Andromeda from, uh, what is it, like Greek mythology, was really a black woman from Ethiopia. And okay. how over the years she's been whitewashed to look like a white person. But somebody's 
um, writing this just whole like paper. Jesus, hmm? just like just Jesus, like, exactly, just like Jesus, just like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not religious. I'm not on, so I'm not gonna upset any of our religious listeners, which probably are none. But um, yeah, I just never understood how people accepted that a dude from the Middle East had blonde hair and blue eyes. I just don't understand how thing. people at all could think like there's any accuracy. <laughs> it's like, dude was born in the Middle East. <laughs> Have you seen anybody else in the Middle East? Look, okay, okay, you're good, <laughs> cool. Like long flowing blonde hair, like freaking Thor and shit. <laughs> it's like, dude is from Palestine. Come on. It's like that with um, what were we talking about last week. Oh, the girl from uh, Hunger Games. And how people had this idea of her being white from the book that they read, even though the book didn't specifically say what the nationality was, what the race was, they just felt a firm belief to that. And then when it came out, even though they never depicted what she looked like, they were like, how could she be black? She's definitely a white person. I mean, it's like us with our names, right? It was like, yo, how many times? And here's, (laughs) it's like, yo, I I don't know what, you know, the slave names would have been, but like, there's no way now that it was keeping that shit around for the past couple hundred years. So yeah, now we got all these like generic ass names. Yeah. Right. And they say they were white people. Like, let's be real. Like people change their name at Ellis Island. You know, mm-hmm. your, your name used to have more vowels and then you like take the shit out. And yeah, that's the thing I don't understand. Like every, I feel like every culture, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. So I'm just going to say it. What is it? I feel like every culture, like, Okay, not every culture. A lot of different groups have like some real like I'm gonna call it like primitive parts of their culture, right? Where like like dancing, right? Where it's just like you're feeling your body, you're like, you know, you you the drums or the melodies or whatever, you know, like black people do that, you know, like you know, Eastern Europeans have their dances, you know, like everybody got their thing, right? Yeah. The only people, I'm going to get mad over saying this. It seems like the only people that don't have like any like, <laughs> like soul yeah. are like British people. Ah. And they're the ones that like went and colonized the rest of the world. So that's why like, we all feel like we're supposed to be this like quiet, stuck up bullshit. Uh. But like even other European cultures like have mad, I don't know, like soul. But like British people ain't got no soul. It depends on where you go. Oh no! It depends on where you go. But then again, when I think about that, okay, maybe not British because I know that's maybe English people because, like, I know the Irish feel like very strong, like Scottish feel very strong to their culture. But it feels like at least what has been passed down through the history books, English people have made themselves to be boring as fuck. Oh yeah, definitely. And then they go everywhere else and want everybody else to be as boring as them. And I have some English friends that are gonna yell at me. But yeah, this is my this is my hypothesis. Please prove me wrong. I would like to learn. I'm in a learning mode. But, but yeah, man, it's like whenever you see anything about like English people, it's just like stuck up and like quiet and like like nothing, like nothing, dude. I'm gonna let you. Uh, yeah, you gonna let me, you gonna let me stew in that by myself. <laughs> I love English people, so I don't know where you're coming from, but not. No, no, I get what you said. I get what you said. That is not true. That is not true. I actually, you hate English accents. I, I, I hate get down with some. Let's, let's clear that up. <laughs> yeah, this episode is a strong episode for uh, getting rid of our audience. <laughs> this is <laughs> how many people can we piss off today? Yeah, yeah, that should be that should be the game. Um, <laughs> well, now you got me to a, a good question. Um, what would you present? So if you met somebody who didn't know what rap was oh. and they said, what is rap? And you had to pick one song to show them what that was, what real rap is, what would you do? What would you present them with? Oh, easy. easy. Blondie's Rapture. What'd you say? <laughs> Rapture <laughs> by Blondie. <laughs> I thought she was serious for a second. <laughs> like, whoa. Flash is fast. Flash is cool. Oh man. Uh, ooh, one song to show you what real rap is. Um You're like this is rap. This is this is what I am passionate about all these years. Do they speak English? Sure, why not? No, nah, cuz I think cuz like to me some of the best rap is like 
wor- like intricate wordplay. Word yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's say um, let's say they do. Let's say it's um, I don't know, alien. A British person. <laughs> <laughs> let's lay off the uh, the human beings. Let's say it's an alien who understands English and syntax and all that stuff. What song are you presenting them? All right. Uh, I mean, I could go. Uh, this is probably a cop out. Uh, uh, Triumph by Wu Tang. Okay. Okay. Abomatomically, Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can define how we Yeah. Uh, about to start a yeah. <laughs> take yeah. up with this podcast. <laughs> Calm down. The whole thing. Calm down, Jay. Calm down. <laughs> Catch a spirit. That's a good one. Um, I think I would also want to pick a song that had like good beats and good scratching. Mm. Um, because I feel like, but not like, I don't know, not like some Grandmaster Flash like ten minute like disco version shit. Um, no offense to Grandmaster Flash, but the songs is long. Um, I don't know, like, I like this is like such like a New York answer, but I was like something by Primo probably. <laughs> but, okay, okay. I would do um, Thieves in the Night by Black Star. Okay, I think that. That is my go-to song for anybody who's like, I don't get rap. I don't. I don't get what the point is. I'm like, just listen to this. Like, this is what it is. This is it summed up in the best way. Um, what if you did like, like one of the BET Cipher freestyles, like the one with like Black Thought and Eminem? I could pick something with Black Thought. I think um, that old video. I think it's on YouTube where Black Thought is with Questlove on the roof. And they're just pointing out stuff, and he's just freestyling about everything he sees around him. Even as uh, it wasn't nah nah, I would definitely pick that. Yeah, if I could pick a video or a version of freestyle and be like, this is what freestyling is, that would definitely be the one. And there's one video by um, Elzai, it's on YouTube too, uh, where he's with T3 from Slum Village, and he's talking about how to rap, and he goes through all the patterns and everything. It's a pretty good video. Those would be my right. two guides no, i think i think i think we've uh picked some of the songs for this week's playlist oh definitely uh, accompanying yeah, playlist right you know speaking of all right so here's my controversial thing of the of the day i was thinking <laughs> about this earlier i was like what yeah, i said another one keep going i know it's been it's been a weird weekend um is talib a good rapper okay now <sighs> so this is the thing about talib um and i want to say mad respect for dude like, like, shout out to BK. Like, shout out to him for his like longevity in his career. But like, I don't know. Something came on the other day. I was like running. And I was listening to it, and I was just like, sometimes I live is just like pedestrian with it, and I, and I mean that in the best way. It's kind of like the same way people would talk about like Fife. It was just like sometimes Fife wasn't coming with the hardest lyrics. So sometimes, like, I love, uh, I love Fife. I think that. Talib Kweli is a good rapper. I don't think he is the greatest rapper because rap isn't just what you're saying. And he does say some real stuff, but uh, it's also how you present it and how you say it. And I think sometimes Talib Kweli can come off as more of a, I don't know, he's like a professor at a school. Like you know that he knows what he's talking about, but you might not necessarily want to hear him talk about it. But yeah, it's like you pulling out your phone in the middle of class. Like, yeah, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. what it is. But I remember yeah. back in the day, um, we went to that festival. I think it was at Jones Beach, and they had him playing at the side stage. And that was when I was really into Blackstar at that point. I was like, what? This is this is crazy. Like, how do you have Tyler Kweli on the side <laughs> stage, and you got this garbage on the front stage? I think it ended up being Jay-Z, though, if I'm not mistaken. Jay-Z's not I think garbage. it was Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, he's not garbage. But um, And I just thought, like, how can this guy be – talking about such real stuff and not getting a, a, a headlining event. But over time, I guess I kind of saw why. He's not necessarily the most marketable person. I don't think it's just marketing. I think it's also like his delivery. Sometimes Talib just sound like like he only has 16 bars, but he's trying to get like 47 bars worth of shit in it. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds like desperate and like like, it's just like, and I think maybe it was the juxtaposition of most who just sounded like chill. Yeah. Like most just like flowed. Yeah. 
Like, I can't think of a, a Talib song. I can think of one Talib song off of one of his mixtapes where he really, like, rode the beat comfortably. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Talib had his cadence that he forced into every beat. Mm-hmm. And he has some fire beats throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I can't. And, and I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, I want to. Cause I want to support him. He says some good shit. Like, but it's just like I don't know. It was always the most entertaining. It's like I take Talib in doses. I hear you. You know what I mean? Reflection Internal, good album. I feel bad. Yo, but even Reflection Internal, there's like some like Brown Skin Lady, beautiful song. Ah, uh, that was gonna be on my playlist. What are you gonna say about this? Tell me. It's a beautiful song, um, and that's probably one of the like few Talib songs where it just felt like natural. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> You know what I mean? But Back on like, the playlist. Not, okay. <laughs> there's not many that that did for me. Gotcha. I hear you. I still listen. I still rock with him, but I'm just like. But I think he's, he's he's a guy that benefits from a partner, so you yeah. to break it up a little bit. Yeah. It was like it was like Fife solo album. Mm-hmm. Bend over yeah. was one of the songs. Shout out to Fife. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like <laughs> at some point we're gonna make a, a dead rappers playlist, but uh, it's like too de- it's like too depressing. Yeah, I think when I think about that, there's not a lot of like good groups in hip hop anymore. Um, I don't know. I guess Migos. Uh, Migos is like a group, I guess. Um, but I feel like a good group. You have like that one dude who's like naturally talented, and the other dude who's like. The Apprentice, <laughs> you know, like he's good, you know. I think like when I look at like Tribe, you know, it's like Q-Tip was obviously like the persona, but Fife was like the, he was hungry, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I guess I'll take that back. Outcast. Outcast proves me wrong there. Nah, because even with Outcast, I think it's the same thing. Um, Andre had, I would say that Fife was big boy and Talib mm-hmm. is big boy. And you know Andre was Q-Tip and Andre was Mostef. Um, yeah. There's always one. And if they That's were both true. that way, then they would be solo artists. I feel like. Hmm. Well, you know, I was also thinking about who who have been the most. Uh, I hate to say it this way, but the most useless member of a rap group. Yeah. Um, I'm coming hard. Oh, Pros. I mean. Exactly. Come right out and say. Exactly. Oh, were you were you leading to that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but you know what? Prize I is, admire Pros because I always said that <laughs> I wish I could play on a college basketball team, not the play, but just so I could get just my to name get the on championship. The video game. Nah. Just to get the championship. Nah. Yeah. Oh, that too. I, ring is cool, but like the championship and get my name in a video game. So I wouldn't mind being like the prize well in a Fuji's group if I'm still getting paid and we split it up three ways. I don't need to be I mean, the star. So- Praz's Praz's biggest contribution to the Fugees was introducing Lauren and Wyclef. <laughs> that like, is seriously, it's like Wyclef was his cousin, and he went to school with Lauren, right? <laughs> so, um, so I, I Praz is definitely up there. You God, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think you, they just like needed a ninth person because they're like the Wu Tang Kung Fu shit has nine people. <laughs> and they probably looked around. I was like, all right, what's he doing? And it's crazy because sometimes when they talk, I saw them on some uh, interview a while back, and they were talking about how you God was nice, and I'm just thinking like, when, like, when this <laughs> in the bathroom, like outside of the studio, because I missed. Them. Yo, what if, what if, like, it came out that you God was like ghostwriting for Ray and Meth? That'd be crazy. I wouldn't believe yeah. it, <laughs> but that'd be crazy. <laughs> so uh, controversial. Who was the who was the the number three of three on the roster? Of the locks, who's the number three? Um, yeah. I'd have was to it, say Sheik. Sheik, yeah, okay. Some people said Sheik went harder than Styles. So, the thing about Styles is he didn't, I feel like he didn't like hit his stride in that group, but as he got older, he got more focused. Um, so yeah, I would say Jada Kiss, Styles. And Sheik would be number three. And that same thing, I was just talking about another group, and I can't remember who it was. And I was saying that, oh, Jim Jones. 
just like Jim Jones. They're saying now that Jim Jones with that Diplomats album was coming the hardest off the whole album. You couldn't have told me that back mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2000s. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. No. Still don't believe you. <laughs> it wasn't a good okay. album. It wasn't a good album. Okay. How about how about some of the super groups? How about um from the, uh, oh, damn, the Joel, Joe Budden, uh, Royce, Slaughterhouse. So they're, they're good uh. for different reasons. So uh. of the group, I think it's clear that like Joe Budden has always been my favorite of that group. I just like this music as a solo artist. When he got into that group, he wasn't the strongest one in that group. I feel like the energy was coming from, the energy energy was coming from Crooked Eye because he just brings that energy. Joel Ortiz is nice. Royce, I respect, but um, I would have to cut Joe Budden out of that group because I don't feel like he was trying in that group. Um, like he just sounds weird in that music. He talked about that too. He said that um, they were picking beats that didn't fit the group. They were trying to make hit singles. And they were telling people, look, we're not a hit single group. We're a rapping group, so just let us rap on the beats we choose. And they wouldn't let them do that. And I think um, you hear that on the records, and you can hear Budden feeling that on the album because he hasn't come off that great. And just for the record, Hmm. this is not hate on Joe Budden. I could tell you, like, I could tell you numerous albums, all of Murder Music um, collections are great. Raging Against the Machine, Raging Against the Music. Rage, whatever it was. He has a lot of good albums, so that's not hitting on Joe Budden. But in that group, he wasn't interested in being that group. That's what I feel like. All right. So for anyone who doesn't listen to hip hop, we'll segue away from our rap. <laughs> oh, um, I got something. I got a movie pick. I just Uh-oh. saw. Um, I'm sorry. Your, your movie picks of late have not been. No, this one is good. And it's a surprising pick because I didn't think I would even watch it. It's um that Spider-Man cartoon into the spider-verse yeah it was really really good um and i didn't think that's what i hear i did not think that i would watch that movie or even like it but um people who don't know it's miles morales he's um the new spider-man uh in the comic book universe but the stories about him meeting all the different other spider-mans that exist in different universes and they represented brooklyn well new york well um, the guy Shamik who was shout voice, out. he did a really good job. And you know who was in it? The lady from New York Undercover that we couldn't remember. Um, the female cop. I'll tell you her name. It is Lauren Latina. Velez. Yeah. Yeah. She played the mom. Velez. Yeah. But it was really good. Right. Really good. Definitely go see it. I can't wait till it gets older. Sorry, little Jay. Um, gets older so that he can like really take it in because it was we were watching it and i'm pointing and i'm like look um he has hair like you and he just looked and he was like oh okay and just went back to whatever he was doing <laughs> but i know it'll mean more down the road so like we didn't have people with hair like us back in the day <laughs> yeah i think that's the hard part about i don't know it was when we was kids right it's like yeah, your parents trying like get you like black pride or like you know get you proud of your culture and you're just like yeah i'm just trying to be like everybody else right now the more I stand out, <laughs> the more that hurts me. Yeah. Man, but then you get older, you're like, yo, why? Well, I want to be different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. Yeah, I remember that was for me when I was like, when I was like, yo, my parents are, Im- my grandparents were immigrants. Like, yo, we're from Costa Rica. I like got all like, you know, I got like the Costa Rican flag and like put it up on my mom's car, just like all the Puerto Ricans in my neighborhood, <laughs> the Puerto Rican flag. I'm like, yeah, I got a flag too. It's like, yeah, I'm Rican too. Uh, not really the same. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Yo, why don't you speak Spanish, ma?" She's like, "Cause they never taught it to me." I'm like, "Yo." So, so yeah, it took me like I don't know a long time to try and find my roots. But now I got Ancestry.com mm. making me really proud of my Finnish two percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, dude, they they want to sponsor this at any point. <laughs> No, but here's the crazy joint, right? I did 23andMe and Ancestry.com. 23andMe says I'm like 37% Nigerian. Really? And then like Ancestry says I'm like 33% from like Benin and Togo. And I'm pretty sure that the, the data sets aren't that accurate, but it is like, yo, those are like different. I mean, I guess they're like next to each other. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo, pick one. Because <laughs> I'm going to get one flag <laughs> and like one soccer jersey. So like, give me which one. <laughs> Yeah, 
Maybe I should just stick to the 2% Scandinavian that has been consistent in both of those. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know something. Yeah, I'm still still 10% European in both those uh, both those tests. Nice, nice. Yeah. The surprising part was some of that came from my dad's side, which I was very surprised about. That's interesting. Yeah, there's some, there's some stories. Did you <laughs> tell him? Told. Does he know? Did you go through your results with him? Nah, but the crazy, crazy joint happened. Yo, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm okay talking about this. So uh, I'm, I'm an only child, sort of. I've got like half siblings uh, from, uh, you know, my, uh, my father's past. And like, I know of them, but like, I don't know them. Like, I never met them. They're all much older than me. Um, but through one of these sites, there's like clearly one of my half sisters. Wait, and like, wait, say that one more time. Like, so through one of these sites, yeah. it shows you like other people you might be connected with or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like extremely high possibility. Oh, yeah, and it was okay, like, okay. And it was like my half sister. Got it. So I like, I don't know. I must have been in a reflective mood over the holidays or some shit. And I was like, yo, I know you literally don't know me. You probably don't even know I exist. But yo, I'm such and such son. Like, I know of you and like your siblings, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. You just send it out there, not expecting her to reply back or whatever. But like, yo, this week she replied back. Crazy. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, like, you must think I was ignoring you. I just like never really log into this. But my nephew, so I guess that would also be my nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was doing some school project and we went back on the site and then I saw your message and I told his mom, her sister, my sister. Yeah. My sister too. Um, and then, yeah, I haven't replied back now because I'm kind of like, all right, cool. Like, I don't really, like, they're strangers, right? It's like, I don't, it's not like, I don't know. I guess if I need a kidney or some shit, <laughs> it might be good. <laughs> but, like, I think I'm good for now. I think the internal organs are all right. So, um, you know, I won't get too close. Maybe they need a kidney. That's true. Yeah. Well, wow, that's, that's really fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would give a kidney to... A half sibling that I don't know. Would you give it to a stranger? Probably. Damn. Cold yeah. Boy. I know. I guess. Yeah. I guess I should think through that before making that dramatic statement. Because <laughs> I, I think I signed up for like be an organ donor and then like whatever that bone marrow registry because like there's not enough people of color in the bone marrow registry. Um, but if like I don't know, like somebody who's like fam, because I feel like with family there would almost be like this expectation, but they're like basically a stranger to me versus like a stranger. There's no expectation. It feels more like you're choosing you're doing it. it out of the, yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. Is that, is that nuance makes sense? Oh, well, I'm not giving my kidney anything to anybody, so I can't really judge you. <laughs> um, you got to know me and have known me for like the last 30 years before you can get anything in my body. Um, so yeah, damn, I can't. So your wife, your wife's not getting anything. (laughs) Damn, I'm, I'm further up the list than your wife. (laughs) Damn, man. It's cold blood, man. You heard about, um, Bezos, did we talk about that? How he's divorced? Oh, Oh, okay. We're going to talk about the divorce. I didn't want to talk about like the, the like text messages. Oh, no, no, no. Cause honestly, if anyone's text message history is made public, we are all on blast. Oh, yeah. We have all said some stupid stuff. Crazy stuff in my text. We may or may not have. That's the thing. You go back and read. This is why I don't understand. I think sexting is horrible, mostly because it's corny. You ever go back and read that in the light of day? You're like, ah, oh, that is not sexy. What was I saying? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you wanted to talk about something other than that. Oh, no, I just <laughs> wanted to say it was crazy how um, he is worth, what, $160 billion. He's getting divorced, and he got married in 1993, and he started Amazon in 1994. So that's, what do you call it, communal assets. So um, yeah, that's crazy. Nah, that's what I'm saying, though. Uh, that's why I'm not getting married. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so here's my... Probably not the. This could probably be a whole episode in itself. Um, as you know, I'm doing a whole lot of exploration about partnership and relationships and all this, all this, all that good stuff, right? Um, do you 
Uh, you don't have to tell me your personal situation. Okay. But what are you feeling on prenups? Like I feel like companionship mm-hmm. is different than marriage. Marriage is a contract. Okay. Any other contract, you protect yourself. That is true. Ergo, prenup. True. But pe- people are like, no, nah, you can't do a prenup. That's not nah, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, dude, I-, I guess I've known enough people that got divorced and got screwed, male and female. But it's just like, hey, if y'all would have just like worked this out like in the beginning. Yeah. Not when you're like highly emotional at the end. Definitely. Better for everybody. Better for everybody. So um, I'm not against prenups. I think people act like it's a naughty word and you can't talk about it, but I do agree with you. Um, it's It can be part of the contract that you guys are making, and you shouldn't be made to feel weird if you decide to bring that up. Um, I think a lot of the reasons why people don't get them is because they're like, oh, I can't talk about this, so I'm not going to bring it up. And then my partner may react negatively, so I'm not going to bring it up. But again, um, if people have the foresight to do it, um, they'll be a lot happier if they ever get to the point where they do get divorced. Um, so yeah, I'm not opposed to prenups. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just setting us up for a sponsorship from uh, 1-800-Divorce.com, uh-huh. LegalZoom, <laughs> or <laughs> Rocket Lawyer, you know, hit us up, you know. Um, we talk about the issues. No, I, I think, I think this is part of my whole my whole thing, right? Marriage is a different thing than like true partnership, and like I think sometimes there's a beautiful overlap, and that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes people, yeah. Also, society has set it up so that like incentivize you to get married, right? So yeah, that's just, you know it's easy to kind of opt into that. Um, but also, it's like, can we just like, I don't know, just like accept that like divorce happens, right? Like things happen. Like I don't think it's a failure. Like if people get married, right? Like so, okay, like Bezos, right? Yeah, been together since nineteen ninety three, right? I don't know. They probably got kids. They built this beautiful business together, and then like it's time, you know? Like why is that a failure? Why is that a bad thing? Like, why why do people look at people that get divorced as like you failed? But also, why were you why were you saying I'm not trying to say anything about your situation, but it's like, why do people say forever? Like that's some what else in life are you saying forever to? Like nothing. That is true. Like literally nothing. So it's like, yo, people have amazing strong partnerships, strong marriages, raise families, and then they want to go do their own thing or they want to do something different. Like, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think I I'm hearing everything you're saying. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Obviously, I'm a married guy. So, um, <laughs> and I do plan on being married uh, indefinitely. Yeah, you don't don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Delete this conversation. Nah, uh, I know. <laughs> nah, I uh, no, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak on behalf of me <laughs> and maybe other people who cannot speak for themselves. Gotcha. I'm a voice of. Nah, nah, it's all good though. But yeah, on <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, no, I'm 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 saying is it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm just curious, like uh, for myself, obviously, like what what that looks like for me. And uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I like to talk to people about like shit, <laughs> like they get <laughs> like I like one of my man's. Actually, you know, you know this dude. I'm not gonna put him on blast. But um, yeah, and I was like, we were hanging out one day. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, hey, you know, what, what, what keeps you and your wife, you know, what keeps y'all excited? What keeps you like happy and like the relationship? And he was like, what, what, what why are you asking me that? I'm like, <laughs> who told you? Something? It's like, a, what do you know? It's like a, it's like a genuine question. It's like y'all got like multiple kids and like busy lives. And I'm just like, yeah, what keeps, what keeps y'all, y'all connected? And it was like, how dare I ask? I'm like, all right, yo, <laughs> I'm not trying to get in your shit, but. I'm trying to get some pointers, maybe. I don't know. So do you think um, friendships can be forever? Is this? Are you going to break up with me? <laughs> no, I'm thinking because <laughs> I'm thinking about my situation. Like, obviously, you know me. I don't have a lot of uh, people I like to deal with for extended amounts of time. <laughs> but uh, you know me. I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, my wife is like my my best friend, and. Yeah. I don't see myself not being friends with her. And I get you can fall 
not be friends with people after um, long periods of time. But I think that's a a factor in it too. I think why yeah. people say that whole forever thing because they feel like they've found that person. I guess. All right. Here's my here's my cynical view though. Yeah. As you get older, mm-hmm. you get stuck in your ways, and it takes more effort to like create new relationships and new friendships. Mm-hmm. Well, that's already mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> And therefore, people people are like, all right, you're still around. All right, it's better than nothing. <laughs> I think some people definitely are in marriages because of that. I've I've seen people in my day-to-day work who are like that. It's like, I don't want to die alone. <laughs> I don't want to be a dead, bloated body, and nobody finds me for a couple of months. Um, and that's why. What's worse, being a dead, bloated body that no one finds you for a couple of months or being an old person dying while having sex? Which one is worse? Yeah. Uh, being the bloated body. What do you mean? There's a scenario where having sex is like the worst of the two. I don't get it. Like you, you die having sex. I mean, like... it's bad for the person you're on top of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're dead, so who cares? Uh, Their problem. Is that, is, uh, 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 is that a time to uh, bring it to what we've learned today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. That's a nice stopping point. Yeah, so we've learned that uh, it is better to be a dead, bloated body. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's what we learned at all. No, it is. Um, I've seen... Uh... No, I'm not going <laughs> to speak on that. <laughs> anyway, we learned that Donald Trump is a cheap bastard who sucks. We learned the same thing about R. Kelly. We might learn the same thing about Michael Jackson. Uh, we learned that Thieves in the Night is my song to present to the world. Um, Brandon's is Triumph. We learned that uh, you should go watch that Blackish episode because it's pretty good. And if you haven't seen the series, you should watch that because that's pretty good also. Um, We've learned that I apparently have serious beef with English people. I don't know why. Oh, it's hate. It's hate. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I like them. Um, we've also learned that I've got to work some stuff out when it comes to uh, relationships. So yeah, <laughs> but I think we've known that for a while. We'll, we'll work so. on that in the upcoming podcast. A little by little. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. That could be like a recurring segment is like, <laughs> and you're still single. Go. No, but I, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, the exploration that being single allows me. I will leave it there. That's a good thing to be grateful for. It is a great thing to be grateful for. I'm, uh, I'm living my best life, everybody. God, I hate that phrase. I hate that I phrase so I know you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll do this again. One. All right.